Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased please to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys, it's Monday again. It's February 7th. It is 2022. You're tuned into the drive-in speaker box, and I'm your host, Bo the Boom Operator. And I'm apparently the voice of reason returning. Oh, what is this? The voice <laughs> of reason, my keister meester. Um, yeah, Jake's back in the studio with us this week, and um, we've got a show for you tonight. So mm. welcome, welcome back. Um, Sorry about my absence. Since everybody, I'm sorry, uh, I was in, the, in an accident. You never have yeah. to apologize. Well, life has been weird lately. Uh, it has been very topsy turvy and uncomfortable and not fun and uh, painful. Yeah, so it happens. Life, life finds a way, um, as as Doctor Goldblum says. But uh, but we've got a show. Uh, speaking of, of painful living, um, one of the movies we're going to be talking about later in the show is Jackass Forever, mm-hmm. which we both caught in the theaters. This Watched week, it uh, together. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we got to get a front row, close and personal look at a lot of wieners and uh we're gonna be talking about those wieners later in the show um we're also going to be talking a little bit about the new reacher show on amazon prime mm-hmm. um we're going to be talking about stuff that's coming out in theaters we're just going to be starting to talk about all kinds of stuff that we do here on the show so thank you for tuning in uh if you guys are just do- joining us for the first time or maybe listening to the podcast on spotify um what Sam said the show has been like Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, without the Marlboro Man. Why am I the Marlboro Man? I, well, I did ride the Harley until a couple weeks ago when the, uh, when it pitched me off and the Harley decided to ride me, but I guess with the mustache and the motorcycle, you got I could the, go, yeah, yeah, I could be either the, one, really. Yeah, you got the facial hair for it. Um, but, you know, we're going to be, um, we're going to be, uh, what was that? Oh, oh shameless self-promotion time, talking about. Uh, liking and subscribing. If you're uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast version form, over uh, on Spotify or tuned in or wherever you get your podcast, don't forget you can check us out on the live stream, which is where all the comments are coming from. Which you can be a part of the action here on the show. Just find us over on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. We do this live every Monday night at eight o'clock Central Standard Time. So join us, won't you? Um, okay. Well, yeah. Is this, is this true in the comments that you put uh, you taped a picture of me on a my buddy doll? God, I wish I had a my buddy doll. I do somewhere my in buddy, storage. I have a my, my buddy because when I was a kid, I had wherever one. I go, he goes my yeah. buddy. I had a my buddy, and my, my brother buddy, had a, a my, buddy my football and me. monster. So and try what was it? Kid sister too. Like was the uh-huh. the lean pockets version of my buddy? Mm. Yeah, kid sister. I don't I don't think I remember the theme song to kid sister, but um. But the things the the, 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 the brain retains. Um, I wish I had a My Buddy doll or a Good Guys doll. That would have been fun. You know, Chucky, uh, he was a Good Guys doll. Or uh, what was, what's the um, the weird ventriloquist puppet? Um, the, Howdy Doody? Well, yes, there's Howdy Doody. I had a Mortimer Snurd. Ooh. 
Yeah. Well, did you also have like the glow worm? Like the, nobody had Teddy Ruxpin, but you had the glow worm? Mm. No. I had a Mortimer Snurd because I thought ventriloquism would be cool when I was a kid because when you're a kid in the 80s and I 90s. Did, I it's did magic. Like, yeah. 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 Not the gathering, but like, you know. Everyone tries to do magic when they're got a kid. Got a coin. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, my uncle was a magician. He owned a uh, florist shop and had a magic shop inside of his florist shop. And he would sell magic tricks, like good ones, you know, not just, you know, foam balls and thumb tips, which, of course, he had. But, um, yeah, he was the Great Lario, which was, in retrospect, not a very um, good name because his name was Larry. You'd think he would have maybe you know, put a little bit more energy into that name, but, um, hey, whatever, dude, you know, throw an O at the end, and it sounds like magic, um, but, but there we go. Or Spanish, if you're, if you're like a crappy TV show character. The Lario. Um, all right, well, let's jump into some news. I'm going to start, because this is going to, this is going to springboard into probably a little bit longer conversation than just a regular headline but um there was a trailer that dropped this this week <laughs> that i could not believe not just my eyes but also my ears and i don't know if you guys have seen this but y- you know i don't know what the deal is about you know i think we're going to get a lot of poo films now after we talked about a few weeks ago how poo is entered public do- uh, winnie the pooh is entered public domain again but you know it's it's funny how you know every how many i guess a decade goes by and then everybody thinks they need to make snow white or mm. they think they need to make pinocchio or peter pan who's that and, one italian guy that's made or uh, the european dude that's made pinocchio like several times <laughs> i don't he, he cast himself as pinocchio when he was like 40 oh, something and it yeah, was super God, weird and so just like bad. La- last year the year before his newest version of Pinocchio came out, but he was like Geppetto and directed instead of being trying to be Pinocchio. There's so many. I actually looked up just before we got on the show how many film adaptations of Pinocchio there have been, and there are a lot. Mm. Um, you know, there, there was a 2019 one. There was a 2012 one, a 2002 one. There was a the now there's there's three. Count them up. Three Pinocchio films coming out in 2022. What the? So it's like the year all those Jungle Book movies came out. I know, all at the same time. Well, we've got the Tom Hanks um, led Pinocchio movie that I think uh, Netflix is behind, uh, or not Netflix, but Disney. Tell me, he's doing the voice, and it's like Woody, but Pinocchio. I think he's Geppetto in this one. But um, then you've got the Netflix led Guillermo del Toro stop motion animation Pinocchio. It actually. That, that sounds pretty cool. I listened to an interview with him with Terry Gross the other day on um, uh, NPR, and uh, that sounds pretty good. But I saw a trailer today, today, for a new Pinocchio um, that is coming out that I kid you not is uh, <laughs> from Lionsgate, starring the voice of Polly Shore. Um, and yeah, Lionsgate is produce, producing a Pinocchio, the true story. And you know, it's going to be bad every time they go to an old sort of fairy tale and they go, you thought you knew the real story of Pinocchio. And then it's like, Hey buddy, you know, like what the, f- I can't. And, and, and the thing is, is I really like Polly Shore, but there is something about this trailer that is incredibly off putting and disturbing to me. That it is just, it is not good. Like, let me see if I can get some audio here. <laughs> Pinocchio for you does guys. like that. There you go. Now, what should we let's name you? 
Maybe Leonardo. No, he'd grow up to be a turtle who only cares about pizza. Woof. I don't believe my you gotta eyes. Hear this, though. Your name will be Pinocchio. <laughs> Is that Tom Kenny? No. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. You are too special, Pinocchio. The world is full of people who could harm you. The time are you sure story. that's not Tom Kenny doing that voice? I, po I promise you, it's, um... Oh, this is just so bad. You thought you knew. The coach is headed for the cliff. She's gonna fall. Oh, God. It just, it's what the hell is even happening here? Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh... Um, it's Polly Shore, man. It's Polly Shore and uh, some sort of movie that seemed like it was a Shrek response that never got made and got shelved for like 20 years. Yeah, back when they did like Hoodwinked and, uh, and all of those kinds of movies. I don't know. Um, uh, 86 over there on YouTube, you should check out his channel. Um, but 86 asked, didn't Shore come from money? Yes and no. His mother um, and father actually owned the Laugh Factory, which was a very famous comedy club in L.A. And he grew up kind of a stage rat working at this comedy club. So all these big famous comedians knew who he was. So he wasn't exactly super wealthy, but he was very well connected in the comedy world. So kind of like the Cato Kalin, you know, where he knew all these celebrity stars, but he was just kind of a couch surfer that lived at O.J.'s house. Like, Polly Shore was just this dude that was always around. He was like the kid amongst all the grown-ups at the, at the, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Laugh Factory. Um, but somebody, somebody would have to fact check me on that one. Uh, but since we do this live and this is not an edited show, I can't like correct it and put a, put a thing up there. But it's, it's one, it's a comedy club, a famous comedy club. Um, so but, that yeah. movie also has Napoleon Dynamite and it is Tom Kenny as Geppetto. It is Tom Kenny? Yep. Oh my God. How man, it didn't sound like Tom Kenny at all. Yep. It did. It sounded exactly right. like him, which is why I was like Japan! That's Tom like, Kenny. Yeah, Tom Kenny. Um I prefer Tom Kenny in his Mr. Show era, which was always really Oh fun. no way. He's the best as mayor of Powerpuff Girls, man. No, Mr. Show with Bob and David was pretty amazing. Comedy store. Okay, thank you, Vince. I knew it was it, it was a comedy club, but just the Laugh Factory is the first one that popped in my mind. Um but anyway, yeah, he uh he he He's been around. Um, but Vince says his voice makes me want to claw my skin off. LOL. <laughs> and, you know, as I'll a... I'll totally watch this movie. A 54-year-old, like, washed-up comedian stoner who's playing the voice of an adolescent wooden boy seems just so bizarre. And I don't know how this happened, but I'm glad it did, maybe? Whenever they go to the island that turns the kids into the donkeys or whatever, I just want them to have to, like, wheeze the juice and, like... Oh, my God. Hearing Polly Shore, yeah. like, go, ha he has got to be like <laughs> it's going to be so rewarding um yeah i don't i but it's not the story we thought we knew that's true comes the real story where geppetto makes a teenage mutant ninja turtles joke oh god um yeah so that's a thing that that's happening also um Speaking of unnecessary sequels that, you know, you, you if you've been watching or listening to the show for any length of time, um, you'll know that there is a rule of thumb that, that I share with you guys about how to predict what movies we're going to get, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you know, well, there's not enough this represented or blank represented, and how do we change it? We gotta, we gotta cancel somebody. And it's like, no, you just have to go spend money on the things that you want to see more of. That's it. That's literally all you gotta do. Just go buy tickets 
and tell your friends and don't wait for it to come on Netflix. Just go to the theater and go, I'd like to see this, please. And they'll go, God, look at all these people that went to see this. Hmm. Let's make all of that forever. And uh, Scream 4 in theaters right now just crossed the 100 million domestic mark, which is pretty good considering that movie didn't cost anything to make. And... Um, yeah, it is um, supposed to be the final chapter in the Scream franchise or whatever it is. Is it Scream 4, Scream 5? Whatever the f- hell Scream it is because they don't. They just called it The Scream or whatever, just Scream. Um, it's been greenlit for another sequel because money. You know, they're like, ah, we'll figure out how to plotline this, but we've got money to do it, so let's make another one. We killed Dewey. We still got uh, two... Fairly out of work leading ladies that survived this one. And, oh, what? Um, no, spoiler, no. What do you mean? They survived. How is that a spoiler? Yeah, but you just said that they they killed off uh, uh, David Arquette. Well, yeah. I mean, that's all been all over the, the news. Where have you been? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've been uh, sleeping and trying to heal and, and taking care of... Um, somebody, uh, yeah, I've been doing all the things that happen after. And not watching Scream. But, uh, we're going to get another one because you gave it money and that's just how it works. You give it money and we see more of it. Just that time and time and time again. The end. More Scream. Um, I mean, they, 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 they gave it an MTV show for a while there. Remember that? Remember? Remember? Remember, guys? You remember Scream MTV? Had nothing to do with the movie series? Remember that? Um, they had that Scream Queens show or whatever. That was a different thing. That wasn't like Ghostface. Um, yeah, let's see. What else was in the movie news? Oh, this is also something that always drives me nuts, but I thought I'd talk about it, is how like we have progressed as a society where our teasers get release dates now. You know, where it's like you used to be like, oh. I'm- trailers for trailers. Yeah. And then... I was watching something the other day. It was a, it was like, watch the trailer now. But there was an ad. It's like, I'm literally watching an ad. Why am I watching commercials? In a commercial. In a commercial. Yeah. Like, there's something wrong with us that we have allowed it to get to this point where, you know, um, the, the of the rings, the rings of the Lord of the Rings, you know, it's the, 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 the rings of power is what this one's called. Um, and, you know, everybody's been wanting to know what's going on. And they're like... This Super Bowl Sunday, check out this trailer for a teaser with, you know, just the music and font, but then in Elvish, it, like, says Super Bowl Sunday or whatever, and if you're a big enough nerd, you can, like, decipher it or just keep scrolling down in the comments where some big enough nerd already did it for you, Um, and, (laughs) I mean, yeah, and then it's, and all it is, is, you know, we're not getting the show, we're getting... Another 30 seconds. It's like... Yeah, but uh, it's going to be so sick to see, though, like... Come on. We're going to see the... We're going to see a shire tree no. and a round door no this we're has gonna, nothing to do with the shire these this we're gonna is all see people an have, elven waterfall yes. we're gonna in see 4K. no man we're gonna get to see some like eldar dude we're not gonna cool go see things. shit it's gonna be 30 seconds of just like oh and then that's it yeah, but it's gonna have like butthole man forging the rings and it's gonna show a hammer it's not gonna show any characters you know it's not if i don't it, know dude it's it's. I get hyped on Lord of the Rings, guy. So it's true. I know we all know you get hyped on Lord of the get, Rings. See some Balrogs 
people fighting Balrogs. Oh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, um, one request that we had last week from the viewers, they were like, if you weren't going to be here, they wanted to see like a little tour of some of the stuff. Um, oh, well, that's, sorry that's, that I ruined no, 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 no. I figured this would be a good a good chance to, you know, uh, show one of the things off of the back, you know, of our of our set. This is the the uh, mint in box uh, NES Lord Super of the Rings NES. or Super NES uh, Volume One. They never really made a Volume Two. Um, it was compatible with the uh, Super NES mouse and the multiplayer adapter. Um, yeah, it's like. I mean, I don't want to do like a full unbox. I mean, I guess I'm gonna, but like, check it out. Like, I was, I was a weird kid, and I was like, better keep this manual. Well, yeah, because man, way back that. when the video game manuals told you the story and the characters. Yeah, video game and manuals were ruled back. There then. was a like they would give you character backgrounds that you wouldn't get because in like uh, some of the Street right. Fighter games, you would get character backgrounds so you knew why they were involved in Street Fighter instead of just being like, oh, this dude like Hadoukens, you know. Backstory. Yeah, and um, you can learn that the move is called Tatsumaki Senpukaku instead of <laughs> Senpai Bukake? What? No, Senpukaku. It's close enough, my Tatsumaki guy. Tatsumaki Senpukaku. That's what it's called. Yeah, Senpai Bukake. No. <laughs> I like it better. Well, that's a personal opinion. Senpai Bukake. No. <laughs> no. No, that's on... There's a line between the table. Google it. Oh, uh, don't Google that. Vince coming in hard Weeb, with one of the the, uh, the new emotes there over on Twitch. Yeah, nice, nice, nice usage there, Vince. It's not about the instructions, Sam. It's about the story and the background. You know why the battle toads are kicking people with big stinky feet and having anvil hammer hands. You learn. That's where you learn. But oh, dude, the Home Improvement SNES game. I used to play that quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of those. That was um, good. But anyway, yeah, I think that's weird that we're having trailers for trailers for trailers, and like that's that's just I don't know. That's a thing that 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 continues to exist. Um, other things that continue to exist somehow: Smurfs, uh, Paramount, and Nickelodeon are uh, uh, teaming up and doing a whole bunch of Smurf franchising things. They're wanting to do a. You know, another another um, Lady Smurf series and uh, rebo- rebooting Smurfs Lost Village and then doing um, a broad expansion, quote, broad expansion of Smurf content in both film and TV, which uh, disturbs the ever-living crap out of me because... Who asked for this? You know, and and this is something that that we're going to get to when we talk about the um, movies that are in theaters right now, when we review Jackass, but... um you know, it, 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 we, we are coming to a point where it's only more and more evident that something has to have a pre-existing property for us to get out into the theaters. And mm-hmm. um, and that's 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 troublesome in, in more ways than one because it means we're going to get unnecessary Scream sequels and Smurf franchises and a 19th or 23rd Pinocchio film. Um, you know, that's, but it's not the story you remember. Um, whatever, dude. But uh, it's our it's our fault. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what else happened uh, today? It was announced that the uh, Chinese streaming service Tencent will uh, they undid their editing of Fight Club on their streaming service because Chinese movies are notoriously um, 
censored and have a lot of things taken out of them. Jackie Chan has interviews where he's like, you can't see blood in Chinese movies. Like they just don't allow for that kind of thing there. Um, but they had taken 12 minutes of the movie out, which was the entire ending and uh, the sex scene. Uh, they still have not uh, put the sex scene back in, but they restored the ending because initially they had cut the last 11 minutes of the movie out and just put on a black screen with subtitles that said, uh, then they were all caught by police and the bombs did not go off the end. Like, you know, society won. Uh, but now they've restored the ending where that's not the case. Uh, and instead they watch all the banks blow up and they're like, yeah, screw everybody. Which and then he like shoots himself and kills Brad Pitt. And- um, you know, there was a, there was a time in my life where, um, I, 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 uh, I won't go into details, but I spent a lot of time around a lot of very fundamental Christians. And, um, you know, one of the most fascinating things is like I, I, I and this is the thing that I discovered while being kind of a, an insurgent in this weird, um, strange lifestyle choice that these people lead. But um, someone had mentioned like Christopher Nolan's Batman. And I was like, what? How the how the living crap did you or how the heck and frick did you guys watch Batman? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this company and it's called Clean Flicks. And uh, it was like founded in like 2000, 2001 or something. A Utah based company, of course, you know, do the math. And um, they would rent and sell commercially released like box office movies that have been edited down to for christians and um so you could or like sam says like vid angel but yeah you know it would it would edit out all the cuss words edit out all the nudie scenes edit out all the violence edit out all the everything and i could only imagine some of these movies being like 10 minutes long it's like i am batman and then it's like credits and <laughs> you're like what how how on earth do, the, do these companies even a exist without I, I i guess making all kinds of under you know behind the shadows deals with movie studios but um but but what a weird what a weird subculture like editing editing movies to cut out all the good stuff um and speaking of the good stuff did you there was a there was an interview with uh steven soderbergh i don't know uh we talk about him every now and again on the show but steven soderbergh uh went on record today someone was asking him about you know because he's a pretty pretty well-known actor or well not well actor also but mainly director but he's coming out with another magic mike movie pretty soon um which seems completely unnecessarily uh unnecessary but they were like oh well would you ever do a marvel movie and he's like hell no and they're like, why is that? And he goes, because nobody's fucking. And uh, and they're like, whoa, why is it always got to be about sex? And he goes, dude, he's like, you know, a director has to create characters in the world of which they exist. And for whatever reason, you've created a world where sex doesn't exist. And that just doesn't compute in my mind. And I don't think I can tell stories inside that world. And uh, it's like, all right, dude, way to, way to take like an interesting... Um, you know, artistic uh, look into the cold void bullshit that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? Um, Disney. D- Disney. Well, hey, talking Disney too. Uh, uh, it was announced that Catherine Zeta-Jones has been cast in the National Treasure series that they're doing for Disney Plus. <laughs> that's about like a group of teenager immigrants that are on a quest to find a pan-american treasure and she's going to be like the the antagonist who's also trying to get the treasure for her, her own personal reasons how could they not land nicholas cage 
Uh, well, they're making it about like kids or whatever, I guess it's, is what it sounds like. Cause it says a young dreamer, you know, all capital dream, like political stuff. Uh, we but, didn't watch national yeah, treasure because John Voigt was so riveting. We yeah. watched national treasure because Nicholas effing cage. But it had sick villains. You had Sean Bean as the bad guy in the first one. And Ed Harris is the uh, bad guy question mark. In the second one, because he like redeems himself. Ed Harris or is always somehow the bad guy or the good guy you can't ever trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's they, like uh, his forehead goes all the way to the back of his head, and I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can do it without Benjamin Franklin, whatever uh, his name was in those movies for sure. I mean, Nick Cage is kind of like the national treasure guy. He is a national oh, treasure. The, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, he's, you know, he's you just hold the Constitution up to the candles, and you get it. Um, 86 says, I want Conair Nick Cage in this one, and if Nick Cage isn't back in this show, then <laughs> I'm going to lose it all Conair Nick Cage with his hair blowing in the oh. wind. Put the bunny down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that's necessary, and I don't want to see Cameron Poe. That was his name. Cameron Poe. Yeah. My buddy needs his medicine. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. We love you. How about that? Yep. So National Treasure series hitting Disney Plus. There was also a thing about a new Star Wars series, like Star Wars Andor. It's like some of the, one of the characters from the uh what was the movie where they told how the Death Star plans happened? Oh, uh Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Rogue One character that's gonna have a series about him even though he's dead. So like prequel series. And apparently the lead actor was like, well, there's already a season two, you guys. It's already been signed on. It's predetermined. So that's a thing making its rounds. Because Disney Plus is desperately running out of content. Well, speaking about things that suck. Disney Plus. The the Razzies uh, announced all their nominations. Could they just nominate Disney Plus? <laughs> well, Netflix uh, hit high on the list. Uh, like the top two most nominated things were both Netflix uh, movies. You can't do that, Razzies. You cannot do that. If you're nominating worst, it has to be theatrical released movies. Well, no. I mean, the the worst movies uh, nominations are Diana the <sighs> Musical, which is a Netflix that. thing. You cannot do that. Uh, Infinite, which I think was the Paramount Plus deal. Karen. Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is from HBO. Yeah, well. Uh, and The Woman in the Window, which is also Netflix. So most of them are from streaming services. Uh, they also created an entire category just for Bruce Willis because he was in nine movies. And they were all trash and, fires. Yeah, and they're like, oh, uh, the category is called, uh, where is it? I wrote it down. So the Razzies are basically doing what Drive-In Speaker Box used to do about five years ago. Well, it was like uh, worst performance by Bruce Willis in 2021. And it's like an entire category. Just about which movie of Bruce Willis has sucked the most this last year. They're all so bad. Uh, they also have a worst remake, ripoff, or sequel category. Um, so LeBron James got a couple nominations. Bruce Willis got a bunch. You know, I mean, so all that's coming up in March. So next month is when they'll, uh, on the 26th is when they'll do the Razzies. Uh, I think it seems more fun that way. Where they're like, hey, this stuff sucks. Look at it. Instead of going through like just theatrical releases because there is so well, much there's entertainment. There's so much out there that sucks. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, is it's too it's too much. You can't you can't. Like and then there are stuff that is just just so unbelievably bad. Like you you you, you know, where do you draw the line? Um on just 
I mean, there's stuff out there that they're, you know, that you're probably going to nominate that us normies would never be able to see. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so bad. And I'm like, well, of they have things like um, they have Jared Leto as worst supporting actor in House of Gucci, but he's also up for like an Academy Award or whatever for the same role. There's a couple of those Jared Legos like, crossovers like that, you know. Oh, man. Well, the Razzies. Which with all the Nicolas Cage movies, I don't see how he wasn't put up. But I think they're just like, man, it's Nick Cage. It is Nick Cage. Let him do his thing. Like He's untouchable at this point. He's pig, earned it. It Like Pig and the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And there's like uh, that weird Japanese Western dream thing where he has his nuts blown off by the explosives in his gaunts suit. and Yeah. What is something a ghost, ghost land? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Strangers in ghost land or whatever it was. It was. I watched it. It was wacky. Was I think I reviewed it awesome. on the show. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, let's see. Let's talk about movies that are coming out in theaters this week because it is that time of the program. Let's move along here. There are a lot of movies getting release dates this week. Uh, not all of them we're going to talk about because not all of them are all wide release, but uh, probably the ones that you're going to get in theaters near you is the new movie with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson called Marry Me. Uh, J-Lo in another rom-com marriage thing. About herself. Um, yeah, it's like music superstar J-Lo are g- is getting married. Um, before a global audience and then J-Lo learns seconds before her vows that her husband has been unfaithful and she decides to marry a complete fucking stranger named Owen Wilson who's holding a sign in the audience and somehow this really works out and uh, yeah it's called Marry Me Owen Wilson uh, Jennifer Lopez like what are we doing I don't know but I think I like it and um, yeah it just just looks so terrible Um, at least it says it looks awful but I'm gonna unironically love it I mean (laughs) because that's how romantic comedies work I just don't understand like it's made in what made in manhattan all over again mm-hmm. where it's just reversed where she's like i'm just cleaning the rugs sir and he's like well, why don't we get married baby and it works out it's just the pr- it's the prince and the pauper story like like go back and read what is that a renaissance novel go back and read prince and the pauper when the hell was that written like the 1800s um I had to read it in high school, and it's uh, very much the story of my life. Like, I was friends with a lot of, like, rich people that were ashamed of being my friend, and, um, yeah, except for I wasn't, like, a twin or whatever. I think that's how The Prince and the Popper goes. They were twins separated at birth. I it's been a long time since I've read that, but... Um, Watch the Muppet version. Oh, yeah, it's so much better. Or the Disney one. But Marry Me, you know, J-Lo, doing, doing whatever, and Owen Wilson, like, Owen Wilson... 1881. I knew it was the 1800s. See, I know stuff. You said um, Renaissance. Well, I but then I corrected myself and said 1800s. Um, isn't that the Renaissance? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, it's 2022. Everything is the Renaissance. That was before you know. my time. That was dude. before my time, dude. I didn't even know. Uh, God, give me the program. I was in a different century. Um, but uh, Owen Wilson, I you know Owen Wilson in romantic comedies always cracks me up because he never strikes me as like a romantic comedy type. But he's he's in a lot of them uh, with the big old you know the dick nose that he has wow. and wow oh, indeed wow wow. <laughs> hey, J Lo's like, let's get married. Wow, uh, I don't know, J Lo. Wow, but it's coming out in theaters. Um, 
another movie coming out in theaters, somewhat more limited release, called Blacklight with Liam Neeson. Um, and that's it. And guess what? Uh, Travis Block is a government operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. When he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, he finds himself in the crosshairs of FBI director he once helped protect. Sounds like Liam Neeson with a set of skills, using him against the people that he once trusted before, but are now out to get him all over again for the 75th time on his 75th birthday. Like, sounds sick to me. I know you love your Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, have you ever seen Crawl? That was like a hundred. That was wasn't that in the 1800s when the <laughs> Crawl was made? I'm pretty sure that was a Renaissance bu- movie. Uh, let's see, catching up on uh, uh, at least as the Barbie franchise does an excellent version of Prince and the Pauper, where it's like where like Ken rolls up in like Ken a not fancy Jeep. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> fancy like, Jeep. It's like your Jeep is not. Malibu, oh God, are you from Reseda? Uh, and yeah, that's that sounds awesome. Uh, Vince says he's in a hotel room with a black light. Ooh, ooh, that's that's a tip that you. Mm, no, I'm saying that's what the movie would be. This Nobody particular set of skills, and then he like looks he, it over with the black light. There's semen all over yeah. his, <laughs> yeah. you know, duvet. Um, you know the the uh, funny. Do you guys want to hear a funny like hotel room story from a, a, a hotel room I stayed in on a on a film shoot? Anybody <laughs> want to hear this? Um, Matter if they do or not. I saw him and his that. brother Wes Anderson student film, and Owen sounds the same as he did then. He's yeah, wow. I mean, he's got this like nasally cadence, and uh, it, it's weird. But no, a uh, quick quick hotel room. Quick hotel room stories, uh, bedroom confessions from the boom operator. Um, I was working on this no little. I was working on this f- film, and uh, we were staying in like Podunk, BFE, nowhere, Oklahoma, right? And we were staying at the King's Inn, and uh, there was um, actually not Oklahoma. This is Arkansas. What am I talking about? This was an Arkansas movie, and we were staying at the King's. Let it stay Oklahoma. <laughs> but well, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep it out of Arkansas, and. I was staying, you know, we you, you generally have to roommate with crews on low budget films, and and I was roommating with this guy, you know, we had the two the two um, twin beds or whatever, and uh, that was like like next to last day of shooting, not quite last day of shooting, but you know how you you do the check where you're like, oh, I, I'm I'm dumb. Well, we call in the biz, you call it a dummy check, and you dummy check every set to see if you didn't leave a cord or an adapter or something like this, but you dummy check your hotel room to make sure you don't have you didn't leave anything, right? So I'm dummy checking the hotel room, um, even though we still got another day, and I look under the bed. And uh, I see I see a shoe, and I was like, oh god, how did that get there? And I reach in, and I grab it, and I pull it out, and it's like a size. 13 men's like which is very large hot pink pump 13's a big shoe well i'm not six nine asshole but it's like a size 13 hot pink stiletto pump right it's huge and there's only one and um the crazy thing is we were trying to think of the scenarios of which this would have gotten left you know, and that became like a running like uh, theory on set of like, okay, how, what happened? You know, what was there? What was there a uh, a situation where somebody discovered something that they weren't quite prepared for, or the cops were coming because uh, something illegal was happening, um, and they had to get out of there quick, but they left. They left this sort of 
hooker cinderella like slipper behind and oh, should have started uh, going around town and seeing, <laughs> seeing who it was uh-huh. uh, um yeah it was really weird and i kept that shoe for probably nine years and <laughs> uh it was just like a really funny set trophy but yeah we never knew we never knew because it was it was enormous it was so big like wow Wow. Vince says he wears size 15, up and comer. Well, uh, Night Owlishly says definitely late to a drag show. But if you had been to the the community of where we were filming this, like the biggest grocery store in a 40-mile radius was a Dollar General. Like, yeah, there's. I don't think there was a big drag show scene. No one was doing drag brunches at the Piggly Wiggly in, you know, Buttsniff, Arkansas. (laughs) Maybe it was like Footloose and they were having all their like dances and party time in a barn and not telling anybody about it. Must have been. But uh, Blacklight coming out in theaters this week. And also probably the one that I'm going to go see this week because I am actually looking forward to this is a <laughs> uh, sequel to the Murder on the Orient Express. Um, finally coming out. Director uh, Kenneth Branagh bringing the sequel Death on the Nile. Haven't seen a lot of advertising behind this movie. I honestly didn't even know it was coming out this weekend until... I didn't I, know it was coming out this week, but I've been seeing trailers for it recently. And, it, well, it's coming out, you know, and uh, Hercule Poirot uh, investigating the murder of a young heiress uh, um, you know, on a vacation on the Nile. It's got uh, Annette Bening, Russell Brand somehow getting a role here tom bateman kenneth branagh of course playing the lead role um gal gadot gal gadot of course in this as well everybody loves gal gadot um but i you know i'm looking for i love detective noirs i like this you know um the the original films i i never really read the books Mm. um you know but i was was a little before my time uh but you know before my time what are books you remember the, the the YouTube video, the books for Christmas kid? That was like an old old YouTube where he like gets so mad at his parents. He's like, "Books for Christmas!" And he's like throwing shit. And he's like, "Who are these for?" And he's like pointing at other presents because he wants them. Um, he says, <laughs> no. "Shoe belonged to Wesley Snipes, probably." Uh, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for mm. everything, Julie Newmar. Um, uh, Night Owl, so you mentioned the Nile, and now I'm wondering about a remake of Romancing the Stone. Um, I don't think that movie needs a, a remake. Check out Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, and mm, then... Maybe watch Romancing the Stone, skip Jewel of the Nile. And if you want in the same universe but different, uh, check out War of the Roses. Like, that's a really good movie. That's a Valentine's Day movie. That's a that's a boom operator pick right there because I am very sour when it comes to Valentine's because I'm often single and uh, and it's just a stupid holiday anyway. But, um, yeah, War of the Roses. Mm, ah, that's, 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 I mean, by the end of it, it's it's not a happy film. But it's a good film and it has, you know, um, the same the same cast. You know, Danny DeVito's there and, and, uh, and, and, and the rest. So there you go, <laughs> Kathleen Turner. That's your big villain there. It's like yeah. Danny DeVito. He's the best part. And the other, the other main yeah, characters. Yeah, Kathleen Turner, Michael are. Douglas, whatever. Yeah. You know those other people, those other actors that mm-hmm. were in movies at some point. Um, but Night Owl, she says they've seen all of them. Check mark. Boink. Um, yeah, they're all good. Um, let's see. That's what's coming out in theaters this week. Uh, Death on the Nile, definitely one I want to go check out. Um, I'm sure if there's a way for this guy to go see Blacklight, he's going to be in there with pumps on and <laughs> super excited. No. 
but you can check it out. All right, well, it's that time of the, the show where let's talk about uh, movies that we saw. Well, let's talk about Jackass, you guys. Jackass forever. Um, this this movie has been, what, 20 years in the making? Literally 20 years since mm. the first Jackass movie uh, that came out in 2002. Um, interesting thing about this, opened up this week at the box office number one, meaning every single Jackass movie that has ever been in theaters has opened at number one, which is kind of impressive. Uh, opened with twenty three over $23 million at the box office. Um, and this movie, I'll let you start. Just jump right on in. Just get uh, in there. How do you even? I'm gonna finish the. I'm gonna finish my cup of gin, and then I'm gonna jump in with you. I mean, you already kind of told it earlier, man. You, you're you're sitting in the theater, ready to see like the the opening "Welcome to Jackass" nonsense they do, and it sets the tone for the whole rest of the what is it, 90 minutes that you're gonna sit through, which is just nothing but. Dick and, Dick and Balls on the big screen. Dick and Balls. Um, it was so. Lisa says it sounds like it was going to be sad to to see, and it. No. Um, so mean, actually, okay. Here's the thing about Jackass. Here's my takeaway from this movie: is that, um, and and and, and I'm going to take it past like you know the 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 you know how, how funny it is to see somebody get hit in the balls because that is a timeless prank. You know, watching someone get racked, it makes us laugh. Like, you know, they've been doing it since vaudevillian times. You know, I'm pretty sure there's Buster Keaton clips where he's like, and gets hit in the nuts, and it's like, oh, and a white card comes up, and it goes, you know, whatever they called him, he's like, me walnuts or something. I don't know what they called him back then, you know, but, um, but it, it, you know, it, 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 Jackass, when you peel all of the physical comedy and 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 just sort of potty humor away from it, it 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 kind of boils down to laughing is fun and it's good and it's communal and there are certain things that you can't not laugh at. I want I want to say the original review to Jackass the movie from Roger Ebert and this is a guy who hates a lot of stuff and he hates toilet humor and he goes this he goes i would be i would be a liar to write a review saying that i didn't laugh until i was hoarse while watching this does it make it a fantastic film no is it a, is it is it great cinema no but it is a comedy of comedies that 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 sort of transcends genre and you know for multiple multiple reasons number 1 it's very honest it's it's about friendship it's mm. about it's about um People that you spent your life with is about get, it's about getting older and passing the torch without being written to be like that, and it's and it's also um, something that you don't see anymore because you don't get to see stunts anymore in a time where stunts are pretty much illegal by most production companies because insurance is too big and and you know they don't want to get sued and then people you know uh, um, what's his name is just shooting people all over the the set and uh, killing them um, Alec Baldwin is just murdering people on set Not and um, but but you know stunts are dangerous and you I don't know if you realize this but a lot of the stunts you see are not real stunts they're all CGI you know it's all like in a in a cushy mattress covered room with cgi and green screen and you're like oh look i'm flying you know and then this is like get in this cannon we're gonna shoot you 100 feet in the air hope you don't break your neck and they're like well i signed a waiver <laughs> you know and that's on us and there's something 
to use a weird word in 2022 because it's been the the definition is it's it's pure Mm. you know well sam said it's about family (coughs) and it is and it's about your friends and adopted family and and also not trusting them you should never i can't imagine i cannot even imagine what it would be like to be on the set because the movie never stops Mm. and you're never safe you're never safe and there's there's always a hidden camera there's always something to be uh, you know on your guard of and it's it's just it's dark comedy And, and and another thing and this is something that sam said you know going back in the comments um uh you know this movie is is weird because you can't ever turn it off and and in a time where people are going you know there's a disparity between female and male nudity in cinema and it's like oh god there's a whole dissertation i could write about like how that's kind of bullshit um because there's just as much you know object objectification of the male figure as there is the the female figure but it's just in different ways this turns it completely on its head and it's like you want dicks all right well here is 90 minutes of penis like big ones small ones huge ones like flat ones stretched ones bruised ones burned ones poisoned ones bit ones honey covered ones bee covered ones like you get all (laughs) the dicks you know it is like green eggs and pepperoni like it is just sausage fest and is it sexy? No, not at all. There's nothing sexy about this nudity. Um, Vince says, I heard PETA was upset with this movie. It, it warranted or making too much of it. Um, Making uh, too much of it. There was yeah. there was parts where they're like, hey, you can't, you know, can't hurt the bees, can't hurt the, the vulture. They, they were very uh, yeah, adamant the, about it. I think the, the bees part was the only part where... Uh, any of them may have gotten hurt, especially considering if they sting you they and, swat, then, and then I they think die. They were like swatting. Well, uh, oh and, yeah, I guess if a bee stings you, it does its tail comes off, and then yeah, you know, yeah, uh, and then fucking uh, PETA. We man f- like flinched and flexed and like, don't kick the friggin' bird, dude. And he's like, I, I didn't, didn't kick the bird. Yeah, he's like, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, uh, you know, everything else was. In, in context, we man did have his weekini stuffed with raw meat mm. while he was drawn and quartered uh in a dusty landscape and a vulture was pecking raw meat out of his pecker area um and he didn't f- he didn't kick the bird so um you know it is uh it is it is a weird weird film where you know the the original cast gets together the original director a lot of the cameramans um elisa says this sounds like a fever dream it kind of is like a fever dream but you cannot stop laughing this is something that these guys have managed to do that other people in their place can't and there's i don't want to say well i'm going to say something magical about this 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 sort of assembly of goobers um literally and figuratively that that you just can't it's like you know watching other people have a good time is infectious like watching other people laugh or like listening to you know john and the wild man on 94 4 in the morning and like most of it's just them laughing but people are like oh i love that show because they're having such a good time it's like people love that and there's such a genuine 
love that you see between these idiots uh, that are just still doing the same shit. Granted, most of the punishment goes towards Danger Aaron because maybe he's the only one in enough shape to kind of handle this shit. But um, but you know, Spike Jones is there. You know, and the original the original directors. You got Dave England who looks really bad uh, for being such a such, what was he a snowboarder? He, yeah, originally? he takes a lot of abuse in the movie. He does. Uh, you know, Steve O took some big hits. You know, they poured one out for old Ryan Dunn, who was always my favorite. Um, you know, Danger Aaron. Uh, you know, they had, and then Johnny Knoxville got a got brain damage, uh, and they showed him going getting carted off to the hospital um at least says imagine explaining this to an alien species visiting earth um well I, I don't know from everything i've heard the alien species when they visit earth they come shove stuff up our butts anyway so i mean they'd probably be like oh yeah these are our kind of people and uh <laughs> like and um yeah, it was weird. The one thing that I didn't like, though, is like the forcible sort of trying to introduce a new crop of. Um, although the one, the one fat guy with all the tattoos, like I don't know if you know about him, but he was a YouTube guy that was like a. He loved Jackass so much and would do stunts on YouTube similar to Jackass. I would just. He had a channel where he'd do it and do it and do it. And he's like, yeah, and he got a jackass tattoo on his chest. And he's like, I love these guys. This is what I want to do. This is my thing. And they eventually they included him. And they're like, well, good on you, man. And come, welcome to the club. And he and you could just see it on his face. He's like, oh, my God, I'm a man amongst gods, you know, the whole time. And he's just like, yeah, put a scorpion on my nipple, dude. Do it. And I'll jump into that cactus. No problem. And um, it's weird. It's weird to watch. And I was sitting there next to my mother. Uh, while all of this very cock-heavy like <laughs> comedy um, just is, is in your face, quite literally, and it was it was a you know we it was a bonding moment. She had a better time than anybody. Oh, she was she was all in, into it. But uh, Vince says I don't remember which jackass it was, but the boxing glove doorbell was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so dumb. Yeah, I wish they would have done more stuff like that. There's there's very few. Uh, just like pranks or or stupid stunts. In this one, it's more um shock factor. Well, I think they had to up the ante, stuff, you know. Well, or, or or do things like that that are more um a- able for them to do uh, physically at, yeah. at their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without getting broken bones and neck injuries and stuff like that. It was like you know scorpions and bees and snakes and. Things like that, you know, that doesn't require like, you know, uh, a giant pneumatic hammer knocking them 15 feet in the air, Uh, although that does happen. Yeah, they. I mean, they do screw screw with each other quite a bit, but... All in all, it's it's a it's a pretty good time, you know. It's still jackass. I it's, mean, they're still doing the same thing. It was fun. It was a fun movie, and uh, if if you have, if you if you watch any fail videos. And, uh, yeah, so Elisa brings up a good point. It says, now they're competing with internet prank videos. Stuff is overdone now. And that's very true, you know, every because these guys invented this, you know. Um, I mean, not necessarily. Everybody was pranking everybody, but they pointed cameras at it, and they, they turned it into a brand. And, essentially, everything that we consume on the internet where it's, like, prank and fail kind of goes back to jackass because this stuff started in the 90s, you know. And, um, 
we we're bit, we've been emulating it ever since but where how do you top it and it's not being topped with with pranks it's being topped with the fact that these guys there is a chemistry between them that is so addictive and hilarious to watch and then they just goof and then they do some of they just goof and they just they're just fun to watch so um yeah they're just fun to watch so anyway jackass uh forever it's in theaters i don't think we're going to get a sequel to it because they're too old and i don't think they want to do another one um well and that's why this one's forever it's like hey here it is that's the end of it yeah yeah but uh so good on them they've they've had a good run um but yeah one other thing we want to talk about uh while we still got another 10 or 10 or 12 minutes left in the show is uh the new um reacher yeah series did you finish it jack reacher i'm on like the fifth episode i've got two more episodes yeah we got jackass and jack reacher and ass reacher there's just a lot of jacking yeah Uh, this 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 it's i mean it's close to valentine's what do you expect (laughs) <laughs> but yeah no I've, I've been watching it i'm on like the fifth or sixth episode i think uh i like it man it's it's been good i like alan richson uh he's he's great <clears throat> in blue mountain state and as and arthur titans. curry uh in smallville he's good in titans and another smallville mm-hmm. uh actor is present and and uh christian crook who was lana lang uh from smallville um but so far, it's pretty. It's really good. So, and you have like a Jack Reacher sized Jack Reacher instead of Tom Cruise. I mean, the first Jack Reacher is cool. We like that movie. We like it's a that good movie. movie. It is a good. And it has your boy Werner Herzog in it, just yes. being a creep. Uh, the can't go back. Whatever. Not good. Uh, but this one uh, starts with the very first Jack Reacher novel, um, and and so it's taking the first Jack Reacher story and turning it into something because the movies were based on like the ninth and 16th books or something yeah like he's that. already been kind of established as what he is yeah and this um, is like the uh this is well, the first the one. thing about jack reacher and why i'm really kind of fascinated the fact that we're kind of you know companies like amazon are going hey here's a character because jack reacher is like machismo pulp action incarnate you know he's a big, somewhat autistic, emotionally vacant giant that's like incredibly good at his job and solves most things with little words and a lot of punching. And which is very not woke by today's standards, but there's something so trashy and actiony about it. But, but his whole a, thing is that he's like wholesome good guy because he's but like that's what that's what makes it good. Don't yeah. be mean to that dog. Smack. Don't be racist. Smack. Hey, don't be mean to that woman. Smack. Yeah, like that is like, that's what then that's what kind of makes Jack Reacher cool. Is like you know you go back to like the pulp era you know machismo guys where it's like always rescuing the damsel having a martini smoking a cigarette smacking a tight round plump booty and then you know shooting a gun at a bad guy like jack reacher does all of those things except for he also respects women and And animals and animals people in general and he's just like and that's what kind of makes him an interesting character because the movies i mean like the books are kind of trash they're not well written but it's just like this is a good dude that does good things and he's like this unstoppable force but every time he tries to do good things it only screws things up even more and i feel that you know yeah you just you you try and be the best you can and do all the right things and and the the world is like like nah dude dude, you should have shut up you should have lied you should have taken the bribe you should have you know and and that's what kind of makes this character interesting is because it's kind of an experiment in 
what is it like if you always do the right thing and granted have the ability to survive it but it's just like this is life gets thrown at this guy for making the right choices Hmm. but he's just thick-skinned and talented enough to keep surviving the right decisions which is terrifying because the enemy is not like whatever bad guy he's facing the enemy is just doing the right thing all the time and that's kind of weird and you know if you want to read into the thematics of the story i mean when you watch it of course it's like immediate you think it's going to be cheesy one-liners like you know uh those towns ain't big enough for the both of us kind of western stare downs which it is in a a certain way but when you kind of boil it down it's 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 kind of good and um like you said alan richard is just fantastic as reacher because one of the things that tom cruise never brought to the role is the whole thing is he's an intimidating stature he's a big dude he's a giant where he's so big that people are like what the hell You're, you're huge and uh you know this you can now actually play on that because uh, he's a big dude. He's a real big dude. Uh, Sam asked if you have to watch the movies first. Nope. Just Not like I at said, all. This one takes place. It's based on The Killing Floor, which is the first one. This is the world's first introduction to Jack Reacher from the books, and it can be your first introduction to the character uh, right away. No Honestly, I think it's the best introduction to the character. Yeah, um, I don't know. The movie's pretty good. The movie is pretty good. Uh, Logan just said he just got out of Moonfall, the Roland Emmerich film, which we're about to mention here in two seconds as we do our box office roundup. But uh, but Jack Reacher, it's out there. I'm going to watch the next two episodes um, yeah, I'm gonna probably keep, tomorrow. I'm going to keep watching it. I like it. Uh, every, everything's been good so far. And it has, it, they're like 45 minute long, hour long episodes or whatever it is. Uh, but it keeps you interested every time because there's just enough mystery to be like, well. They uncovered that one. It's pretty find next? paint by numbers, Southern yeah, corporate. I mean, it's Fletch lives slash Swamp Thing slash yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, it's like yeah, all the, it's the same thing that's kept people interested for Southern corporation or corporation moves into a small Southern town and invests into a dying community, and so but it has enough bad um, guys in it that you're like, well, maybe that's the one. Oh, maybe that's the one. Maybe that's yeah. the guy, you know, or it's like the people are like that are good guys. You're like, well, they're too good of a guy, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I don't know stuff like that. It's fun. fun, yeah. It's fun. and as soon as it's, it's like, harmless fun. Well, this is the bad guy. You're like, I knew it because mm-hmm. it's like one of your ten people, the the whodunits and stuff. It. I mean, there. I think there it is. It is a fun, low investment whodunit. Um, With where, good action and and you if you like male nudity you see a lot of his gigantic atlas body in this in this thing so you know you want to talk about disparity of nudity on screen he's doesn't have a shirt on in most of this and uh <laughs> it's impressive to say the least like i wish i could just walk around with like the the big v like the ab v you, you know really into it's in almost every scene he's like excuse me i have to change t-shirts for the 17th time this episode no he doesn't change t-shirts that's the whole thing they talk about in the episode he has like one outfit that's why he wears the jacket with the piece of tape over it now he, he changes a lot he takes a shirt off a lot. I don't know if he changes. No. He's a hobo. Remember, they make a point to point that out. Yeah. See, you're not paying attention to the details. This whole thing about the details. details you're too busy. Matter. You're distracted by this dude's <laughs> body that you're super into, and you're not paying attention to the mystery, man. I can admire another man's body, of which I'll never sure. accomplish, like in my lifetime. Yeah, you do you, bro. 
Uh, anyway, um, all right. Let's talk about the box office for the weekend of February 4th through 6th. Um, <laughs> You're in dancing shape. Not, not fighting shape. shape. I don't think I'm in either shape. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dancing's hard. Dancing is hard. Um, box office, number 10. Let's go through it. Number 10, Licorice Pizza bringing in $644,000 in its 11th weekend release, bringing $12 million at the box office. Domestically, number 9, the 355 bringing in $698,000 at the box office. Five weeks has brought it in $14 million at the box office. Number 8, American Underdog bringing in $780,000 at the box office. In seventh week in release, bringing $25.8 million at the box office. Number 7, Redeeming Love uh, from Universal bringing in $1 million this week. And its third week in release, bringing in $8 million domestically number six the king's man somehow still out there it seems like it's been out there for a hundred years it's only been out there for seven uh 20th century studios no longer 20th century fox i always forget that uh 1.1 or 1.2 million dollars so far bringing it up to 35.8 million at the box Mm -hmm. office yeah Uh, i think i the the worldwide the worldwide box office on king's man i think is a little bit better uh it is brought in 120 million worldwide sounds way under budget (laughs) yeah it it is uh because yes it did not do as well as i think they thought it was going to uh number five uh sing two uh bringing in 4.2 million dollars in seventh week in a release from universal bringing 139 million dollars domestically it's a lot of money number four scream bringing another 4.7 million at the box office this week in its fourth week in release uh so far 68.9 million but as you heard me say earlier it has crossed the 100 million threshold so it is doing pretty well for a movie that costs like under 10 um Mm. that's pretty good number three spider-man no way home getting knocked off of the number one spot for the first time in almost six weeks. Ooh. Uh, bring in nine and a half million dollars, though. Still a pretty good haul for Spider-Man. Uh, eight weeks in release has brought it in $748 million at the box office. There's your reason Kingsman made no money right there. And there's the reason that we're going to see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man like nine more times. We're going to see Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in the same movie like eight more times. We're going to see Venom in a Spider-Man movie like six more times. We're going to see Tom Holland in a Spider-Man in every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie like 900 more times. We're gonna see so much Spider-Man. Like we're gonna, there's gonna be more Spider-Man than there were penises and jackass. <laughs> there is just gonna be a lot. Um, and, I'm hoping for that 2099 super cool future Spider-Man. Yeah, well, you're probably gonna get him. You're gonna get all the Spider-Man that you could think of ever, ever in the history of Spider-Man. Period. Forever Spider-Man. All the time Spider-Man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like Rick and Morty. The end of season one, where it's like, oh, uh, forever, hundred years, Spider-Man, you and me, Spider-Man, just forever, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, forever, hundred years, Spider-Man. That's what it's going to be. Number two, Moonfall, bringing in $9.8 million. Still hitting the number two spot, which is kind of weird. Uh, from Lionsgate, uh, Roland Emmerich, not doing too well for a Roland Emmerich film because he is mainly known for big blockbusters. But um, I think the time of Roland Emmerich is over. Dude, talking about Rick and Morty, though, and Spider-Man, what if instead of the Council of Ricks, they have like a whole thing of Peter Parker's and they have like a space station in oh, the God. Council of Peter Parker's? I think we're going to get it. Now that you've said it, it's going to manifest. Mm-hmm. I think that's how this works. Just remember where that idea came from when y'all start writing checks. Yeah, copyright, Academy Award-nominated films, c- sub-copyright, driving speaker box. Academy with a K. Films with a Y. Academy Award-nominated films. Films. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make your films, Kimi. <laughs> make your own films, Kimi. 
Oh, man. Number one, of course, Jackass Forever, $23.1 million in the box office from Paramount. Great opening film, uh, giving giving studios confidence that comedies will still make money. Um, and the Jackass crew still, you know, able to do it. Uh, Vince says, have people started going to the movies again? Yes. I mean, not in droves, but... For the most part, people for Spider-Man this year as hell did. Uh, at the opening of Jackass, as soon as it starts, that's the whole thing. It has Knoxville there, and he says, "Hey, thanks for coming to the movies and dragging your friends to the movies and actually being here in person." Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're still doing that whole thing where you show up to the movie and they're like, "Hey, look at you! <laughs> thanks, you're at the friggin' movies, dude. Thanks for actually helping us get paid. Unlike these giant streaming networks that are criminals and are taking money and re- renegotiating our contracts because every you guys aren't coming to the theater anymore and they decided to put these things on streaming at the same time. Thanks! That's what they're really saying. That's the meta language there is these actors are going, please continue to do this because it's important to us because the streaming services much like the housing market, are getting totally taken advantage of by the absolute people at the top, and we are letting them. And, you know, uh, if I were to do a worst of 2021 list like you guys always ask me to do, it'd be Paramount+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, Apple+, Plus, Plus E+, Plus, Plus Diddy Plus Plus, Discovery+, Plus, and Doo Plus. Like all of the, you know, I actually got really mad. I was looking at, I was... I was going to, um, you know, it's my mother's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, mom! I know you're not watching, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm trying. Like uh, chocolate eclairs are like one of her favorite things, right? And so uh, I'm teaming up with my bar manager Hannah, who is a, a very accomplished baker, and we were going to make uh, eclairs. But the dough that you make is um, a special French dough called like uh, pot. Uh, pot of choux, I think is the name of this dough, and it's how you, you, you it bakes, and it gives a, anyway, long story short, I'm a huge fan of Alton Brown, and I remembered, I was like, oh god, he did a he did an episode uh, about pot of choux, and I, I need to go back and watch this episode, and I had bought, like, like six seasons of, like, at $25 a season for Alton Brown on Amazon Prime, right, and I was like, oh yeah, because, because, you know, in the, in, in the pandemic, I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna cook, and I'm gonna sit here, and I'm gonna get corpulently fat and but i also want to watch and i want to i want to eat well so i went back and i bought every season of alton brown and alton brown good eats reloaded and good eats the return and i'm just like spending hundreds of dollars on alton brown and i go i'm just gonna go pull up this episode real quick uh guess what i can only view it if i subscribe to discovery plus for 9.99 a month in addition to my amazon prime account because discovery decided that the things that i own no longer belong to me and uh, this is what I've been telling you the whole freaking time. You spend your money on digital content that's behind a fucking paywall. The AT&T and Amazon and Discovery and all these people think that you're buying, but you don't own it. You own it for like a day. And then it's going to be gone because there's going to be some behind the closed doors negotiation. We're like, ah, fuck them. And they're going to take all your money. You're going to have to pay $25 more to watch it again. Screw that. Get the DVD. Physical media forever. Where's the mic? Can I, I'm going to just drop it. Damn it, I was so mad. I was so mad. If you think that was mad, I like I bushwhackered through my <laughs> living room. Like I was so mad. Oh <laughs> I hope that you did that. I hope that you had the bushwhacker camo <laughs> outfit on and you were making like a like the bushwhacker. <laughs> um Night Owl she says, I don't understand how that's legal. It's legal because they own fine print everything. And every time that you, it says, uh, you need to update this app. And if you want to have this 
app updated do you agree to our updated terms of service and it's like a 7000 page pdf and, and you're like don't oh, yes it, click like, well, then you just can't use you it, can't dude. use it and then you agree and then you are legally bound from suing them that's how it works because we're so addicted to the shit that they pump in our veins through these tiny little screens that we can't keep out of our eyeballs and uh and then it's like oh yeah you you can buy it and and buying it only is an extended lease is all it is is we're leasing this thing right you know you can rent it which is only means for two days but you can buy it which in their legalese is an, a, re, a lease agreement as long as they yeah. own the property which or, they could sell at any time and if it's downloaded like video games and things like that movies and stuff um if you download it but it's digital uh and you delete it but they've removed it from their servers or someone else has bought the rights to it well now you can never download it again booyah and this is why physical media that's what that, has an important. Place. That was a big deal with the uh, Scott Pilgrim side scroller beat em up uh, because they it got banned or something. Something happened to it where the copyright fell through and no one could have it. So if you had it downloaded, better not ever delete it. But then as soon as the next gen console came out, oops, you don't have well, it. Or if you deleted it, oops, you don't have it. They re-released it here recently, mm-hmm. uh, but it's one of those things where. If you like it, you got to find a way to keep it. Mm. Well, this says archive.org has a lot of old download content. Things there's there's websites out there like download it uh, and keep an archive. Some stuff is that is is there. I don't think you can actually download anything from the Wayback Machine though. Well, you can view some of the stuff on the you Wayback Machine. You can see it, but if you click the link, half the time it goes, "Well, that wasn't snapshotted at the time, so you missed it." But if you have an b- ability to archive and back up, I mean, a good example. I I you know I'm a big pinball guy. For those of you that have never met me. Um, uh, I own 44 pinball machines and, um, you know, there was a really cool company. It was, it was called, uh, it was like a pinball app and you could download tables that they created and, you know, they're really good emulated virtual like versions of these Williams games mm-hmm. and Bally games. But then their license expired and now pinball got really popular again and then another company decided they wanted to scoop up those licensing oh, yeah. and i spent I feel- over 90 something dollars on dlcs for these pinball tables and i've got them on one tablet that will only i'll never update this tablet i'll never whatever i missed out on the adams family game because i didn't buy it before they were like sorry gone forever yeah you better get it otherwise it's gone forever and i can never reformat that tablet i can never update that tablet because otherwise the pinball arcade is not going to work and i can never get these games again so they're stuck on my samsung galaxy of which now i've done nothing to it except for that's my pinball tablet (laughs) thanks Thanks, guys. And this is this thing that I tried to warn you guys about. And I've tried to warn you guys about this for the the, the entirety of this program that I've been doing for a long time. Um, we're like, oh, yeah, I love being in my sweatpants. Convenience is great. And then, uh, yeah, it's so great until they start stealing our money. And something that used to cost us $5 now costs us $105 because we have to buy it 95 freaking times. Breathe. Quaid, give the people DLC content, Quaid. You have what you want. You got their money. Give these people their downloads. <laughs> give them the downloads. Do it. Come on, Cohagen. <laughs> give these people. people. Give these people downloads. Give them the content. Do it. They already paid you. They own the content. Give them content. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, we need the Martian, like... 
Yeah. Yeah, we just stick it in there. And and then all the content comes rushing into our atmosphere. Yeah, and then you get all Um, of it and you're like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Then your three titty DLC (laughs) comes back. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning into the Driving Speaker Box, guys. Um, It's been another episode. Uh, It's been fun having Jake back. He's back. He's back. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about movies. Probably going to go see um, the the Nile situation Mm -hmm. and see who done it. Uh, Even though I already know who done it because I've seen the old one. Um, Maybe they changed it. Whoa. Um, Maybe if I get the DLC, you can have more than one ending. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like Um, the Clue movie. You have to pay for it. You gotta pay for it. Um, But all right, thanks, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share us. Uh, You can subscribe on Twitch for money, which um, we get to keep, which is kind of cool. You can find all the older episodes on YouTube because they keep an archive. Um, Or you can check us out on Facebook if that's just convenient for you. We do all these things because it's easier for you guys to do it. Uh, And if you just don't like looking at our face or participating in the chat, you can download the podcast over on Spotify or wherever you do all that stuff. So tell your friends, um, sign up, watch a movie, uh, make your own decisions, uh, be excellent to each other, and party on dudes. I'm the Boom Operator. I'm the Grit. And we will see you guys next week.